Hello, I'm Brad Spencer, your host, and welcome back to The Faith Connection, where we're going to be doing a teaching entitled Believe Only. You see, believing is where it's at, because believing denotes action. Faith is a noun. Believe, the word believe, is a verb. And so we're going to see from the scriptures that we have a part to play in receiving that which God has promised or Jesus made available through his own shed blood. And that is you and I taking hold of the promised provision of God and causing it to manifest, making it tangible in our physical lives. Now, I want you to go with me, if you would, in your Bibles to Luke's Gospel, chapter 8, and we're going to begin reading in verse 41. Luke chapter 8 and verse 41. And behold, there came a man named Jairus, and he was a ruler of the synagogue. And he fell down at Jesus' feet and besought him that he would come into his house. For he had one only daughter, about 12 years of age, and she lay dying. But as he went, the people thronged him. Verse 49. While he yet spake, there came one from the ruler of the synagogue's house, saying to him, Thy daughter is dead, trouble not the master. But when Jesus heard it, he answered him, saying, Fear not. Now, this sounds like terrible news. Here's Jairus, is a synagogue uh, official, and he's got one daughter, and his daughter is dying. And, and it's got to be a big thing for Jairus to get out of his comfort zone and to seek out Jesus. Because the Pharisees and the scribes had decided that if anybody of the uh, synagogue supported the ministry of Jesus, they would be relieved of their position. So at the risk of losing his job, his pension, whatever, he goes after Jesus. I tell you what, you know, most things in life that we thought were important are not important when it comes to the health of our children, when it comes to the safety of our family. Now his little girl is dying. He doesn't really care what anybody thinks or what's going to happen. He has heard, and see, faith comes by hearing. He has heard about all the miracles. Now, now he, he can't... Um, bring Jesus into the synagogue to teach a seminar and he can't publicly proclaim that he believes in the miracles that Jesus has performed, but he's heard about them. And what he heard caused faith to come to him. So he gets to Jesus and asks Jesus to come to his house. But then all of a sudden, somebody from his household comes and said, don't trouble the master. When Jesus heard it, he answered saying, fear not. See, Jesus has a different approach than most people. Yes, it was a physical fact that the girl had died. But Jesus is not moved by facts. He is moved by truth. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And so he understands that truth will prevail over facts and the circumstances of life. And he tells Jairus to fear not. And you know, all the way through the word, we've come to find recently, I asked the question, and I wonder how many times the word fear not is in the Bible. Well, 
Come to find out, it's in your Bible 365 times where God has had to say to man, fear not. Hey, that's one fear not for every day of every year. So every day, you don't have to be afraid of anything. Now, Jesus tells Jairus, fear not, believe only. Fear not, believe only. Just believe, man. You don't have to be afraid. You can believe. Yeah, but wait a minute, Jesus. She's dead. The daughter has died. Jesus is not moved even by death. He says, fear not, believe only. And she shall be made whole. Wow. This Jesus is the life giver. He enlightens every man that cometh into the world, we find in John's Gospel, chapter 1. He gives life. He's not moved by death. Most people are moved by death. They think, well, that's the end. It's over. Not a chance. But Jesus says, fear not, believe only. She shall be made whole. And when he came into the house, he suffered no man to go in except Peter and James and John and the father and the mother of the maiden. And all wept and bewailed her. See, everybody else is crying. See, in that time, they would even have professional mourners who would come in if you had a family member that died, especially somebody of some nobility, someone of renown, and they would have all come and they're just weeping and wailing and making up a big deal. And um, that's what Jesus finds when he gets there. But watch this. And all wept and bewailed her, but he said, Weep not, she is not dead, but sleepeth. That's not the only time we find Jesus using this kind of terminology where someone had died. He said they were asleep. He did that with Lazarus. He told his disciples, he said, you know, we're going to go see Lazarus. He's asleep, but I'm going to awaken him. And the disciples, well, wait a minute, Jesus. You know, if he's asleep, he'll wake up on his own. Finally, he had to plainly tell them he's dead. Now, why would he say sleep instead of death? Well, it's a whole lot easier to get somebody out of a sleep than it is from a state of being dead. And so Jesus calls those things that be not as though they were. But notice what he says to the crowd. He said, the child, she's going to be made whole. They're all weeping. And he said, she's not dead, but sleepeth. And they all laughed him to scorn. Well, they, <laughs> they turned off the tears, didn't they? Yeah, one minute they're just crying and weeping and wailing over this little girl. And now all of a sudden, Jesus said, she's not dead, but she's asleep. And immediately they laughed him to scorn. They're just laughing and mocking, knowing that she was dead. They knew her to be dead. Jesus knew her to be alive. And he put them all out. I like that. Sometimes you've got to change the atmosphere. Sometimes the atmosphere is so filled with doubt, with fear, with unbelief, you know, that people create, that it's challenging to work in that kind of atmosphere. Often, sometimes Jesus will take people 
and bring them out to the edge of the city to get them away from all of the doubt so he could minister to them. You know, when he was on the Mount Transfiguration and he came down, there was a father whose son was cruelly demon-possessed. And he was trying to get the disciples of Jesus to cast that spirit out of his son. But you had religious leaders there and the religious leaders were debating with the disciples. Listen, the disciples had raised the dead prior to that incident. Why couldn't they do it now? Because of the atmosphere. See, they've got all these religious people in their midst. And that's what Jesus found when he came here. But notice that he put them all out and took her by the hand and called saying, Maid, or maiden, arise. And her, what's this? And her spirit came back and she arose straightway and he commanded to give her meat or food and her parents were astonished. Well, I bet too they were astonished. But he charged them that they should tell no one what was done. Oh yeah, everybody's going to find out about this one. And they did. But Jesus wasn't moved by the fact that she had died. Notice what he said, fear not. Now we got to understand that fear is a destructive force. Faith, on the other hand, is a creative force. Both faith and fear are the same in definition, but opposite in principle. They're the same in definition because both faith and fear believe that what you cannot see shall come to pass. See, somebody could get into fear. I know of an individual. His daddy died at the age of 40. And uh, I led this man to the Lord. Others had tried for years. And I met him five minutes in the hospital and led him to the Lord. But he had said ever since his daddy died, yeah, my daddy died at the age of 40 and I'll die at the age of 40. Well, there was nothing wrong with him when he started saying that. And it wasn't probably for a couple of decades. But that was his little, you know, pet saying, I'm going to die at the age of 40. Well, it, all of a sudden, now he's got cancer and he's in the hospital and he's dying. So I go to the hospital and I mean five minutes. I'm leading him to the Lord. He is gloriously saved. He's born again. And so then the next thing I do, because I so believe in healing and God uses me with gifts of healings and the working of miracles, I'm just trying to, you know, get him healed, you know, and uh, can't get the job done. Can't. I mean, he believed, he quickly believed to confess Jesus as his Lord and to be saved. But I mean, whatever attempts we, we make, we can't get him healed and the man dies of that cancer. Somebody said to me afterwards, they said, well, you know why he died, don't you? Well, I know he died because he didn't make a faith connection. But he told me the story of how his daddy had died. And he had said ever since then, you know, he would also die at the age of 40. Well, guess what? Before going into the hospital, he had just turned 40 years old. Think about the power of words. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. When this, when this man, I thank God he's in heaven. I'll see him again. When he first started saying he's going to die at the age of 40, he was in great health. Nothing was wrong with him. But he just kept saying it. See, when you first say a thing, 
you most likely don't believe it. But faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing. And you can do it in the opposite with the destructive force of fear. He didn't believe he was going to die at the age of 40. But the more he said it, the stronger it became. And he came to the point that he believed that when he turned 40 years old, he was going to die. And that's exactly what happened to him right after he turned 40. I mean, it probably wasn't a few weeks after he turned 40, he was dead. Be careful what you say. Jesus said, fear not. Don't operate that destructive force of fear. Fear believes that what it cannot see shall come to pass. Fear says, well, I'm just afraid I'm going to lose my job. I lose my job. You know, they'll come take the car from me. Then I, I can't find another job. And then they'll come take the house. Fear believes that you're going to lose what you have or not get what you, what you desire. Faith, on the other hand, calls for what it doesn't have. But it calls on the promised provision of God. And it is a creative force in that the creative force of faith will reach over into the realm of the spiritual and lay hold of the promised provision of God, bring it back into this natural realm and cause it to be tangible where it can be identified with the five senses. So everything that we have made available through these exceeding great and precious promises, they are stored up in heaven for us. But faith will cause them to come to pass. And faith declares the end from the beginning. Faith says this is the way that it's going to turn out. I mean, if cancer, you know what that young man should have said when cancer came on him? Look, I refuse cancer in Jesus' name. I rebuke it. I command it to die. I command those rebellious cells to die in my body. And I call for healing power to come. Miracle healing power come and flow in my body and not stop till I'm completely made whole. That's what faith would have done. So Jesus, he just, I mean, he just absolutely is not moved even by death itself. They just, he just raises this girl up. Now, I want you to go with me to John's Gospel, chapter 4 and verse 46. John's Gospel, chapter 4 and verse 46. And there was a certain royal official whose son was sick at Capernaum. When he had heard that Jesus had come out of Judea into Galilee, he went to him and was requesting him to come down and heal his son for he was at the point of death. Now here we have another child that's at the very point of death. Jesus therefore said to him, unless you people see signs and wonders, you simply will not believe. Now you can believe in your heart just over on, even in the soulish arena because you may not realize it, but you have 40,000 neurons in your physical heart. See, these people under the ministry of Jesus didn't believe in their spirit because they were spiritually dead. He hadn't yet gone to the cross and they weren't born again and spiritually resurrected. And see, in order to satisfy your sensory perception, uh, you know, you're going to have to believe in your soul. And, and that's kind of the way this works. He said, unless you people see signs, signs and wonders, you simply will not believe. Hey, look, there's a better way. 
We're now born again. Our spirit was resurrected from the dead and your spirit is the real you and you and I have the capacity to believe in our spirit and just simply receive whatever God has promised and made available to us. The royal official said to him, Sir, come down before my child dies. Jesus said to him, Go your way, your son lives. Go your way, your son lives. And the man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him. And because he believed the word, he's going to be rewarded with what the word has said. The word was, go your way, your son lives. Jesus had different methods. He laid hands on people. He spit in the ground, made mud, put it on a blind man's eyes. But here we find a spoken word, just a word. Go your way, your son lives lives. And so we're going to kind of just stop right here. We'll finish in our next teaching here in John chapter 4 about the royal official. We're going to see what happens here. But now if you're out there, you've been listening or watching the Faith Connection. Listen, you may not be born again. If you're not born again, you have a physical body. It's your earth suit. And this wonderful body through all these vital organs, produces a mind, will, and emotions that gives you and I a soul. But having a soul is not enough to live in eternity. Your spirit has to be resurrected and born again. And I want to give you that opportunity today. It's real easy. It's so easy to get saved. All you have to do is repeat this prayer that I'm going to lead you in, and something is going to happen to you. Now say it with me. Heavenly Father... Today, I believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And today, I confess Jesus as my Savior. And I ask that you save me, Lord. Cause me to be born again. Breathe divine life into me and resurrect me spiritually. And I want to thank you today for saving me and throughout eternity I'm going to live with you and I'm going to serve you in Jesus' name Amen well glory to God if you prayed that prayer something wonderful has just transpired in your life you are born again your name is now in the Lamb's book of life you're now beginning your journey of living forever and you'll never spiritually die but what you've got to do now is as a newborn baby in Christ you got to desire the sincere milk of the word and then you'll get over on the meat of the word and you got to grow and develop yourself spiritually and the only way you can do that is find a church that's the only thing that Jesus is building on planet earth and if you're anywhere near, we want to invite you to His Image Ministries. We sponsor the Faith Connection, but we've got a church home, and we're excited about inviting you to come, you and your family, so we can teach you how to walk by faith and not by sight, and how you can renew your mind with new creation realities. I mean, we've got ministry for you and your children. We also have Tree of Life Academy an entrepreneurial school, Christian school. Listen, you'll be glad you did. Well, I can see our time has slipped away from us once again. But remember, like always, 
We're here to help you make your faith connection today.